0: We're starting all over the stretch. the like this quarter. You're the visiting team. What do you call it? What do you call it? i like to call heads. Heads is called. Heads. Hedges! The Adler's We want the ball, we're going to score. The Adler's looking for it. All right, nice defense, let's go. Come on! Hasselbeck, maybe changing the play at the line. Looks left and right. Takes the snap, short drop, quick throw, left side yes! intercepted. the right is side line, going down the right side right into the end gone! zone. It is Al touchdown! Harris touchdown. Dagger L. Harris, 56 yards to a game-winning touchdown. Green Bay Packers. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? It's over nine thousand. Cousins under center, handle oh, Mark Daniels makes the hitter. He's scared of me. He's scared of me and he knows it. He's scared of me. I don't care if you reach me. I'm making a play. Dragon Ball C Dragon Dragon. Dragging, dragging Ball dragon Dragon.
1: After a long, hot, boring summer of baseball and NASCAR, the time has finally come, folks. We are just days away from the NFL regular season kicking off. From training camp, mini camp, the OTAs, a long four weeks of the preseason, final cut down days are done, we're at the 53-man roster, and it's time for the 2017 season. The Green Bay Packers. Is this the season that they take it all the way. And bring that Lombardi Championship. Back home to Green Bay. Back home to Titletown. The journey begins Sunday. In Lambeau Field as they host the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, in what is just. One of the best rivalries in football. One of the best rivalries in sports. Going all the way back to the uh, to the Favre days. Uh, in my opinion. But uh. We're here to get you said, everything you need to know, everything uh, you need to be ready for coming up on Sunday. Packers Seahawks uh, here on Blue Cheese Radio, here on PackToTheFuture.com. I'm your host, Mike, joined as always by the David TR to my Aaron Rodgers, always watching my blind side, the one and only Titletown Ty-Ty. How are you doing tonight, man, and are you ready
2: for some real football? Oh, I'm ready, Mike. I've been ready all summer. Just like you said, we've suffered. We've been through NASCAR. We've been through baseball. Hell, even the Red Sox are cheating now. If you haven't seen that, so that just shows you what they do up in New England. But good God, it's it's good to be back to football. Yeah, it must be it must be in the water up in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's just
1: if you're if you're a sports team in Boston, I guess that's just what you do. Um, but like we've talked about, football is finally back. Mike Daniels versus Eddie Lacy. the showdown yes is finally upon us we've been talking about this showdown since the schedule came out
2: oh yeah we were ready for this yeah one. I can't was- wait it's it's uh you know and we've opened the show up with a little a little Dragon Ball Z magic in honor of the uh, the showdown both of those guys big dragon Ball fans and love it. Mike Daniels, you can come on the show and talk to me about it any time. If you're listening, just throw that out there. But it's it's going to be a hell of a matchup. These are two very powerful men. They're going to clash, and it's going to be a clash for the ages.
1: Yeah, I'm just waiting. I'll, I just went one time in this game where Daniels and Lacey just meet at the line of scrimmage and, and just to see who who gives ground first. Uh I read, you know, we talked about before we came on the air, read today, Eddie Lacy weighing in at a svelte 245 pounds for the game coming up on Sunday. Uh, you never let us down, Fat Eddie, uh, keeping with the uh, keeping with the nickname. Um, but, yeah, the, just the Dragon Ball Z Open was awesome. We got, Mike Daniels actually gave it a like on, on Twitter uh, over the past couple days. So, uh, glad he gave his seal of approval on it. Um, so it is Mike Daniels approved, uh, the open to this show this week. Um, wh- speaking of anime, what, what is your favorite anime? You know, oh you, you man, get the these Dragon days I know this is up your alley, and Mike yeah. Daniels and, and Eddie Lacy. Uh, I mean, it's it's. It, it, what are you watching these days? You know, Just for the nerds, it's um,
2: uh, it's a tough choice these days. There's a, there's so much stuff that comes out anymore. It's not like it was when we were kids and really your only access to anime was Toonami on Cartoon Mm -hmm. Network I mean that was really all we had but um I mean I, I guess the best I could do is give you my top three Dragon Ball Z's up there the whole Dragon Ball universe it's super has been awesome um gotta love my Cowboy Bebop that was one of the big ones that really everybody should watch that even if you don't like anime it's just damn good Space Westerns. And, uh... Love my Gundam (laughs) Wing. That was a big part of my childhood. It'll never go away.
1: Hmm. I think my favorite anime of all time is probably that episode of South Park. Uh, (laughs) That's that's probably about as
2: deep as I've ever gotten into anime. You know Uh, what? Um, You need to YouTube... SpongeBob SquarePants, anime opening, it's one of the most epic things you'll <laughs> ever see in your entire life. It's amazing.
1: I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, the only other real anime I've ever actually sat on and watched a, like, a full season of was uh, probably back in high school, I was turned on to the show Gantz. Gantz was, uh, was Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty enjoyable. Uh, it's just your typical weird Japanese uh, animation. I mean, it got pretty <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Yeah, Gents, it was it was it was a little out there. Um, best best part of that show was just the the, the intro music and the outro music. <laughs> <Just>.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, and anymore, I just finished watching finally the uh, the second season of Attack on Titan. If you like brutal stuff, that that's about as brutal as it gets. It's um, it's something. It's a great show. Well, so I'm anybody ready. Who, yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm ready to see the brutality on Sunday between Mike Daniels and Eddie Lacy. Uh, that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, this whole game is going to be fun to watch. I, I'm I'm just so it's like Christmas Eve, man. Christmas you're yeah. coming around the corner. It's like a few days away. It, it's 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 grown up Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, <laughs> For football it's, fans.
2: It's really exciting. I mean, you can just no matter where you are, if you're a football fan, at this point, you can feel. The electricity, everywhere you look, everywhere you go, everybody's ready for football. It's been America's game for decades now, past baseball up a long time ago. I mean this this is it. This is week one. This is where the baloney stops here.
1: <laughs> and and not only that, but I think just it's really starting to feel like football season outside oh, yeah. here in Kentucky. Here in Kentucky, we're it's it feels like Halloween outside right now. Beautiful, it's, it's perfect day football weather. Um, so I'm ready. Uh, we're ready. Piper, rowdy doggy. Piper, I ordered her her first Packers uh, dog hoodie today, so she's going to be set to go. It should be uh, should be arriving by Friday, so she'll be ready to go on Sunday. Um, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm set to go. Well, you're then, set to go. Let's it, get the people out there set to go for this. If it doesn't anything,
2: one of the ferrets, Bucky, houdinied his way onto the computer desk the other day and started a highlight video that was open and just sat and watched it. So <laughs> even the ferrets are ready for football. We're even ready the to ferrets go. are getting hyped, folks.
1: When the ferrets are getting hyped, if you're not hyped, uh, you're, you're you're just not. You're not measuring up to. Uh, to the awesomeness of the ferret. Um, but yeah, let, let's get into it. Let's get into the news here first. We got stat lines coming up later. Uh, the return of, of the real return of stat lines coming up later. And we're going to give our uh, early, well, I guess not early season, but not a, what would you call it? The pre not, li- not literally not the preseason, but I don't know, I don't know what to call <sighs> it. We'll just call it the preseason predictions uh, yeah, before yeah before week one, I guess it was technically the preseason. We'll, call we'll it, give our predictions We'll just call for the it regular our season.
2: opening predictions.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll see how we uh, measure up uh, halfway through the season. Seeing uh, if we were completely out of our minds, or if we were, you know, if we if we were on if we were on point. Uh, but let's get to the news first. Big news uh, coming first this week. Well, there's actually a couple of uh, big stories coming out this week. Uh, but first, let's touch on the uh, Lane Taylor uh, signing a new contract. Three years, sixteen point five million dollar contract extension. Uh, he played. I thought Lane Taylor played really well last year uh, in place of Josh Sitton, um, and uh, he earned a new contract for it. What, what do you make of the uh, the Lane Taylor contract extension?
2: I'm right there with you, Mike. I definitely would say that he he went out and he earned that extension, and I think it's a great effort on Ted Thompson's part to try to make sure to keep this line together because they were far and away one of the best offensive lines in the league last year, especially against the pass, and this is a pass-first team, but they were no slouches against uh, or you know, pushing for the run either. I mean, they, they really did their part, and I think it was a great move by, uh, by Ted to go out, extend Lane Taylor, make sure this is all locked in the probably the best line that Aaron Rodgers has had the um, good fortune to play behind in his time in Green Bay.
1: Yeah, um, they they played excellently. Last, I mean, last year, I mean, replacing Josh Sitton was a a big you know oh, A tall at the beginning task last for sure. year. Yeah, when we first heard that Josh Sitton had, had been cut, it was like oh my god, who's coming in? And there's like Lane Taylor, who the hell's that? And uh, just to Remind people of, of how effective Lane Taylor was last year. He was the one that uh, provided that crucial crucial block in the uh, the divisional round game in the playoffs of the Cowboys to allow Aaron Rodgers to sprint outside the pocket, uh, roll out, and find Jared Cook on the sideline. Without Lane Taylor out there throwing that one last block, uh, that play would have never happened, and who knows what would have happened in that game if, if without that. So, uh, so shout out to Lane Taylor. He'll be here for another three years. Uh, holding down that guard position on the offensive line. Three-year, $16.5 million contract extension. Uh, not bad for for an undrafted free agent, you know. Yeah, big
2: congrats <laughs> go out there.
1: Yeah, another big news uh, coming out this week. The Packers signed former 49ers defensive lineman Quentin Dial. Hey. Uh, as well as they they had to i guess they had to cut Christian Ringo to make room on the 53 man roster. Uh, two big moves there that I was a little surprised at. Yeah. Um, what did you make of what first and foremost what do you make of the the Quentin Dial signing?
2: I mean I like it. I mean Dial is um he adds more depth to um the nose tackle position. He can play the nose tackle, he can play D end. He's the type of guy who um, he's going to provide a lot of power and a lot of uh, a lot of know-how against the run, but he's also got four and a half sacks and four passes defense to his name. He's no slouch at all. He's got um, 26 starts under his belt out of the last 29 games he played. I mean, I, I like it. I think Ted Thompson's doing a lot to really bolster this defense, especially in the front seven. Sad to see Christian Ringo go. I was hoping he was going to clear waivers and at least make it back to the practice squad because he does still have eligibility remaining. He hasn't played enough in the season. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, the Bengals actually picked him up on the waiver wire.
1: Yeah, I wasn't surprised at that. Ringo played really, really well in the preseason, and I was oh, yeah. actually really happy to see that he made the roster this year. Uh, and, you know, you could have got like that. He's 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 going to end up somewhere, kind of the way Brian Price did. But I think the Quentin Dial, si- the Quentin Dial signing is... is uh, I like it. I, I th- was. I can't remember if he was one of the Harbaugh-era guys. Yeah, he was. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't a, remember if he was. a year guy. Okay, so he was around in the Harbaugh years. So, I mean, that, that goes back. It feels like the, the Packers are are poaching the former 49ers players that used to torment them back in the day well, I mean, with Dial and Ahmad hey, Brooks.
2: That's the old saying, you can't beat them, join them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unless so, it's the
2: Vikings, then they beat you, <laughs> then take their cast-offs. But, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I like it. I think Ted Thompson has done a lot just with the signings of Ahmaud Brooks and um, Quentin Dial to add more aggression to this defense, to add a little bit more power and a little bit more nasty to this defense because as much as I hated – anything to do with San Francisco over the past few years because they were so good that defense was monstrous yeah
1: yeah, yeah you can't take that away from them and, and i think the thing that you know you, you see like all these 49ers players on the defense getting cut it's not that they're well, bad players or they have nothing else to deliver it's just a that lot of it comes right now they're to... going through they're going through a, a scheme change exactly. over in, in San Francisco from a 3-4 to a 4-3 so you know, Quentin Dial. I, we we actually talked about it on the last episode when the the Packers cut Brian Price, uh, and you mentioned it that Brian Price was really the only other defensive lineman that the Packers had that actually had experience playing as a as a true nose tackle. Well, I think maybe this move kind of shears that up because Quentin Dial has played the nose tackle position before, uh, so he'll be a little bit of depth, something behind Kenny Clark to to play that nose position. Oh, and yeah. uh, I, I like it. I, I think it's a good move. I hated seeing Christian Ringo go, but like you said, he ended up with the Bengals. Uh, so uh, good luck to him and all his future endeavors. Definitely. Um, but I, I'll, I'll, I really like the
2: move. Yeah, and um, really the last bit to kind of round the news out for this week, um, congratulations to James Jones on his official retirement. He is joining the NFL Network full-time now. He can wear the hoodie whenever he pleases, and it is my hope that he ends up endorsing some kind of hoodie manufacturer in the future. I just don't want to see James Jones and the hoodie go away, but congratulations, (laughs) James Jones, on a very fun career.
1: Well, hey, Fred. Um... You, if you got a new uh, hoodie uh, design coming out for the winter, you might want to hit up your boy James Jones to be a spokesman for it i think that would be a uh, be a pretty perfect fit there uh, oh yeah i won't i won't you know I don't want any money or anything for for, for the idea but i'm just throwing that out there <laughs> just as an idea but uh yeah congratulations James Jones on an awesome career came back left Green Bay came back for a year came back and and really was the best receiver we had. Uh, last season, or the season before last, I guess you'd oh, say. Oh, for sure. Um, had a great season with the Packers again. Uh, made the hoodie famous. And, uh, you know, I like him on NFL Network. I've, I've seen him on there quite a bit, and he does a great job. Especially, I remember, it was a couple, yeah, this was a couple weeks back. It was him versus Heath Evans debating Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Because, you yeah. know, he played with Aaron Rodgers. Heath Evans played with Tom Brady. And uh, for my money, he bitch slapped Heath Evans around. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> when it came and to then, that debate, so James Jones uh, I'll I'll um, be looking
1: forward to seeing more of that and less of Greg Jennings.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean James Jones brings a lot to that network. He's an incredible football mind. He's highly intelligent. He's very well spoken. He's a joy to watch on there and like you said, more James Jones, less Greg Jennings, more positivity, less butt hurt. So, there you go. <laughs> Well, Greg
1: Jennings can keep on the uh, undisputed with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. for yeah, and he can get all his butt hurt out with uh, Skip Bayless all that that he wants. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, anything else in the news, man? That was really the the main three that I had. I know you uh, y- you mentioned a couple other things. Anything really poignant to talk about? Because it seems like this news cycle is going by so fast. Uh, we get we cover one thing, and then as soon as the, the episode comes out, we got or three other things that come out that deserve discussion. So, Are you there? Well, I believe Ty has dropped off. Let me check here.
2: Oh, hey, I'm back. My bad. I hit the mute button by accident. <laughs> um, come on, yeah. sir.
1: Be professional.
2: Accident... I think, but,
1: I, think, yeah, I think I think I think what uh, just happened here is Ty just had to take a shit and he didn't want anybody to hear it, at the wiping and the flushing and so forth. That would have been the fastest
2: just... <laughs> in my life. I'm not even going to give myself that kind of credit. Um, okay, well maybe maybe you were taking a leak then.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll just
2: go with that. But no, I mean what I was saying <laughs> when I muted myself was that you know it's it's been a whirlwind of a news cycle ever since roster cuts. Um, you know, with the one cut down this year and then the mad waiver claims and assembling rosters and everything else, this news has gone so fast. And Hopefully, now yeah. that we're getting into the season, things will start to slow down just a little bit on the news front, and we can really just get back into diving into game analysis and game breakdowns. That's what I've been waiting all summer for.
1: Yes, and that's what I've been waiting all, all show for. Uh, is to break down this Seahawks-Packers game. <laughs> um, let's get into it. Um, Packers-Seahawks-Lambeau Field Sunday on Fox. You know we're probably going to get Joe Buck. Will – well, I was going to say, will we get Jay Cutler, but No. No, isn't is Tony Romo on uh, CBS, um, right? So it's still gonna know, be Joe
2: Buck and Troy Aikman. We're gonna be right, getting yeah. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, and we're actually gonna be getting Tony Romo a few games this year. So good God, the Cowboys <laughs> are taking over the broadcasting, and I hate it.
1: I'm yeah, I'm actually interested though in just seeing how how Romo does. Uh, I, I feel is, like it's, it's, gonna it's gonna be gonna be something
2: weird and new. It's gonna be like listening to Opie talk about a football game, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. He's just going to bring a real aw shucks type of mentality to the booth. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm I'm morbidly curious. Uh, oddly we'll enough, just put it that way. I was more curious to hear Jay Cutler try to give some kind of analysis because I can see him sitting back with a cigarette in the one hand and a scotch in the other. i mean, like, well, <laughs> Mumbling if that would have been, been me, that would have been an interception.
1: He's like that was one of the that was that was a really good interception right there. But I, I've thrown better. I've thrown yeah, better. there
2: you go. <laughs> but alas, but it uh, is uh, time let's to hope- get into this uh, this clash.
1: Yes, sir. The uh, Packers Seahawks and speaking interceptions,
2: we may see a few interceptions
1: in this game um, for the Packers. Uh, if recent history tells us anything, Russell Wilson loves to throw our secondary. A few interceptions here and there. He threw five in the last game that they played last season. He threw, I think he th- threw four or five in that NFC Championship game. Some ridiculous number. Yeah. It seems like it seems like we'll, we'll start. We'll start with the defense. Um, and it seems like the Packers secondary has Russell Wilson figured out. Uh, do you, do you feel that way as well? Is that just uh, the way that the chips? fell well, uh, the past few times that they've played, or, or how, how are you feeling about Russell Wilson going up against the Packers secondary?
2: Oh, I feel fine about it. I mean, they, they still, they might have beefed up their uh, their backfield a little bit, but they still have a garbage offensive line. And if there's one thing this team has excelled at against Russell Wilson, it is keeping contain and knowing where to pick your spots to actually rush him and pressure him. Because if they contain him, and make him a pocket quarterback, he can't see over his own lineman. That's where the interceptions come from. <laughs> but yeah, I that, mean, that, in, he tries true. to scramble. He tries to to get you know get here and there. But Dom Capers has done very very well at scheming contain, and the players have done an excellent job the past few games against the Seahawks in holding their contain properly, not allowing Russell Wilson to escape and do. Uh, do what he does where he's most dangerous and that's outside of the pocket running around making guys chase him so i i think if anything the credit has got to go to the front seven almost more than the secondary for being able to just hold him in place
1: yeah i mean it that's a good point i mean you got to look at I don't know. It just seems like we've got the, we've we've had the Seahawks number. Well, Lambeau Field that, is a,
2: not kind to the Seahawks.
1: No, no. I mean, you go back to the 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 2003 playoff game. You go back to the this the the, the Snow Bowl or whatever they called it with the uh, with Brett Favre doing yeah. Snow Angels or whatever the you know. Lambeau is not kind to to the Seahawks. We all remember what happened last year. They got blown right off the field. Uh, Let's hope to see a repeat of that. I don't think we will. I think the Seahawks are... I think it'll uh, be a
2: much closer game.
1: Yeah, they're an improved team overall. Um, But there is one, like... It seems like Seattle struggles at uh, at the beginning of the season every year. Yeah. Uh, Do you think we'll see any semblance of that again this year? Do you think that's, you know... Can we expect, the, the especially the offense, can we expect the offense to, to struggle as they have in years past?
2: I think what we're going to see from Seattle first is I think they're really going to try their hand at um, more of a predominantly running game to come out of the gate, especially if they get the ball first. I mean, they've got three talented running backs. I'm not going to shy away from that. They've got some talented guys in that backfield, and they've got two really strong power runners and Lacey and Rawls. Mm-hmm. Um, though I think Rawls is actually questionable for the game. I'm not sure if I saw that right or <laughs> he not. He is. Um, so it, it may come down to Lacey to try to carry that load, which we know if he is in the kind of shape that they say he is, he's very capable of doing so. So, I mean, this is going to be I a think, different different thing here.
1: I think with all the emphasis and, and the spotlight on Lacey, uh, you know, between the teams at least, uh, I, I'm actually... I'm actually more in fear, more curious of how CJ Procise will look. He had his moments last year where yeah. he looked like he could be a real dynamic running back.
2: Um, I think he'll be more of a third down guy.
1: Uh, that's what I'm
2: afraid of. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and that's where he <laughs> could do his damage. I my thing is, I believe they're going to try to run, but with that line, they are going to get hit early and often behind the line of scrimmage. Because I believe our run defense is the real deal. I believe they are bound for another top three finish. And I wouldn't be surprised, I'm saying it here, putting it on wax, I would not be surprised if we finish with the number one rushing defense in the league this year. Yeah,
1: I mean, we were three last year, and that was a rookie Kenny Clark. Rookie um, Dean Lowry. I, I don't. I, I yeah I don't feel like our defensive line last year was as nearly as good on paper as it, as it looks to be this year. And, and we I think have Mike more Daniels, depth. Yeah, I think Mike Daniels is just ready for a, a real breakout year. Um,
2: oh yeah, know, far and so. away, it's it's time that Mike Daniels starts getting his due. I feel like he was way too low on the top 100 players this past year, and I think. And I've said it before. Outside of J.J. Watt, Mike Daniels is the best three-four defensive end in the league.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think he, he may be just as good as J.J. Watt now. I don't know what
2: what you know. I would agree Watt's, with that. And yeah, I you know watching. I, some I don't of know Daniels how much film, J.J.
1: Watt has left after yeah. his his injury last year. We don't know what J.J. Watt's going to be. But looking at Mike Daniels and what he did in the preseason, and what we've heard about Kenny Clark and what we've seen out of Dean Lowry so far and what we've heard out of camp about him and and the depth that they have now with guys like Quentin Dial and and Ricky Jean-Francois, the veterans that they added in free agency. This defensive line going up against the Seattle offensive line, it, it seems like a real mismatch on paper.
2: Totally agree.
1: Yeah, and so with that said, though, we mentioned it, Eddie Lacy is returning to Green Bay after last year. Uh, after his, you know the the basically in in the off season in free agency, he chose Seattle over Green Bay. Yeah, so, I mean know, they offered
2: him reportedly basically identical deals, and yeah. he made the choice to go to Seattle.
1: And which really you can't. I, I don't know if it was personal on his part where he was just like, "Nah, I hate Green Bay. I don't want to be here." But it, it may have been more like, oh, I need a change of scenery. I need to I need to just move on and try something else. He likely
2: just wanted a fresh start, which I totally get.
1: Yeah. But with that said, he does come back to Green Bay week one against the Packers. What kind of effect do you think he'll have?
2: Well, I mean, I think – I don't know that he'll be able to give so much of – an extra insight to Seattle as far as a game plan goes because these teams are very familiar with each other. Yeah. I mean, I don't don't think – at this point, I don't think it comes down to one coach out-scheming the other coach because they know each other very well. A lot of the players know each other well, and it's going to come down to the human (laughs) confrontation that is the root of football. I think Eddie Lacy's going to bring the fire, though. I think he's going to want to come in – and not really show the team but I think he's going to want to come in and show the people of Green Bay that he is talented and that they shouldn't have doubted him I mean I think that's well, the mindset I mean, that he's going to bring to the table
1: Yeah I mean I guess that's understandable but I don't think anybody ever doubted his talent I think they I think the only thing we ever doubted was uh his his want to play, you his know, commitment. his heart, his desire, his commitment. Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, like, I just wonder if he'll come back to Green Bay looking to get any of that China food. Martellus <laughs> Bennett got showered with tweets about that when he asked for where some good Chinese food is <laughs> in Green Bay. And he had no idea. He's like, why are all y'all coming at me with these China food tweets? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so if you're a Chinese Buffet in, in Green Bay, you're, you're probably going to have a big weekend. Eddie Lacy is back in town. Um, but yeah, I don't know what kind of effect he'll he'll have. Like I said, I'm I'm a little bit more concerned with, with a guy like Procise, and if Rawls yeah. is healthy, I think Rawls will get more of the load than Lacy will. I could see Lacy more on short yardage, goal line, that type of thing, yeah um, But, yeah, like you said, there's three good backs in Seattle. You don't really know who you're going to get. It's really going to be a running back by committee uh, type of deal. Um, But I'm interested. Like I said, A.D. Lacey versus Mike Daniels is what we've been waiting for. I just want to see that collision one good time in this game, and I'm I'm, I'm fine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If if you had to say one player from Seattle's offense that worried you the most, who would that be? Would it be Wilson? Would it be Procise? Would it be somebody else?
1: From their offense,
2: yeah, you just had to pick one player you felt was going to be would present your biggest that... worry in this game.
1: Well, at this point, I would have to say Doug Baldwin, the hmm. wide receiver. Doug Baldwin is a very underrated, very good wide receiver. Uh, they just traded Jermaine Curse. Uh, Tyler Lockett, though, is another guy you might want to keep an eye on. He's he's a real speed demon. Uh, he really had a, a, some some really good games last year but I guess out of all of the the players on offense that I'm afraid of most um on the Seahawks offense is Doug Baldwin I think he's a very underrated wide receiver and I think he's got such a good rapport with Russell Wilson that if they get yeah. going and they get into a rhythm and you know it, they're gonna be hard to stop especially with the the question marks in the Packers secondary that I have with our cornerbacks i think I think if 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 Russell Wilson tries to launch some deep balls like he's done in the past, he's going to get picked off. Like whether it was with Demaryius Randall last year, or you know you go back to the playoff game where HaHa Clinton Dix had two interceptions. I think that's where uh, I, I'm fought, I'm a little more at ease with. But if he gets into a rhythm on the outside. With just pure timing routes and and, and things like that because Doug Baldwin's a really good route runner, yeah um so I, w- I would have to say Doug Baldwin is probably my 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 biggest threat uh, on the Seahawks offense. What say
2: you i'm I'm actually going with Jimmy Graham. I think he's had enough time in this offense that they may have figured out how to use him a little bit more, and we've seen the team struggle with the opposition's tight ends in the preseason, granted, it was preseason. So, we don't know how much of that may translate to the regular season, but that has been a um, a position of concern for me through the preseason. And Jimmy Graham is still a top flight tight end. He's big, he's athletic, he can stay tight to the line, he'll do most of his damage from the slot or split out wide. So, mm-hmm. he's really the guy that I'm going to be keeping a close eye on to see if they try to really work the middle of the field with him, or even to try to test some of the young corners out wide with trying to cover a guy like Graham.
1: I am not as worried about Jimmy Graham as you, and I'll tell you why. I'll I'll give you one reason why, and that's Mr. Nitro package himself, Morgan Burnett. You go back to last year, you go back to last year, Jimmy Graham uh, in the game that they played against Packers was a non-factor, because Morgan Burnett pretty much shut him down that entire game. Um... Yeah, if we didn't have a Morgan Burnett and a guy that could play in the box like that, uh, that could cover a tight end the way Burnett can, uh, yeah, Jimmy Graham would be a threat. But I think with Morgan Burnett covering Jimmy Graham for most of the game, uh, I feel I feel okay with that matchup. Going off of what I saw last
2: year, uh, you think we'll when, see? When the... uh, you think we'll see quite a bit of the nitro package in this game, or do you think they'll try to stay a little bit more heavy I in think... the pants to try to defend that run a little better?
1: I think we're going to I think we're going to see the Nitro package. I think if, if the Packers get up early, I don't know how effective the running game is going to be for Seattle, like I said with the offensive line going yeah. up against the defensive line. So if we can just if we can just stop their run game for the first half of the game and really kind of make them go away from it by putting points on the board and forcing Russell Wilson to beat us. Uh, we're going to see a lot of that Nitro package. We're going to see a lot of Morgan Burnett on Jimmy Graham. We're going to see a lot of Kendro Bryce. Hell, we may see a lot of Josh Jones laying, laying folks out uh, coming over the middle. So um, I think it just depends on, on the flow of the game and, and, uh, and how we start the game.
2: Hey, we can uh, only hope so. I mean, I'd love yeah. to see us come out hot. Um, the concern with me is Seattle did add – uh Sheldon Richardson.
1: Yeah, so we'll we'll so. switch over to the offense now and talk about that. That's actually on one of my notes and okay. uh Seahawks did trade for Sheldon, Sheldon Richardson with the New York Jets. Gave up uh Jermaine Curse and a second round draft pick for Sheldon Richardson. Uh Richardson's a guy, uh a really good player with the Jets. Really has had a couple of down years with the Jets over the past couple of years, I'd say. Um but I think a new start, fresh scenery, fresh start with a team like Seattle, working on that defensive line uh, with Michael Bennett, which we'll talk about that matchup, the the Bennett brothers <laughs> going at it. Yeah. Um, for the first time. Um, you know, that, that's a that's a really damn good defensive line that that's the Seahawks have. And adding Shelton Richards, Richardson uh, really adds a lot to that. How do you feel that he's going to impact the game, right off the bat? Because he, he just got there. You know, is he going to yeah, be ready I mean, to make an impact right away?
2: He did just get there. Um, the reports on the early return say that he looks good, but you know, nobody's going to say he comes out and looks bad. Those are from, you know, Seattle-based papers and whatnot. But if our offensive line is intact, and it looks like it's going to be because everybody practiced today, all 53, nobody yeah, no. was held out. And uh, I know Belaga was the concern. We were both concerned about that. But it looked like we're going to have all all 22 starters, all our backups. I think with this offensive line, I think they'll be able to do a lot, especially because Rodgers has such a great sense of where pressure's coming from and when to get the ball out. I don't think the pass rush is going to be as much of an issue, especially playing at Lambeau Field.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that could play a big role. What, um, Like you just mentioned, uh, Balaga was a big question mark, but it does look like he's going to play. Do you have any concern whatsoever with this offensive line going up uh, against the Seahawks' defensive line?
2: Uh, I mean, with not, or without really. Balaga? I just, I really don't. I mean, if, if Balaga wasn't playing, then yeah, I'd be concerned <laughs> because our depth is still incredibly questionable. But with all our starters healthy and everybody playing I'm not as worried like we talked about this is one of the best offensive lines in the game right now and I think Bakhtiari is going to have another phenomenal year I think uh, Balaga is going to continue to be a solid right tackle he's one of the better right tackles in the league as long as his health holds up and the interior of the line I'm not worried about at all
1: yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm with you on that. I. I. I do think it's going to be. It's going to be interesting. The offensive line held up really well last year, but that was with uh, T.J. Lang, uh, you know, in the game. Uh, other yeah. than um, Jari Evans, but uh, you know, it's. It's. Uh, I think that'll be a real big key to the game if they can protect Aaron Rodgers and give him time the way that they have, you know, in the back half of last year. And at times in the preseason, when Rodgers played, uh, you know there were a couple times where Rodgers had you know four or five, six seconds to throw the ball in preseason. Um, if they can do that against this Seahawks front, uh, I think that's a big key in this game. And one guy they're really going to have to key on, on this key in on, uh, if you will, uh, on this Seattle defense is uh, Michael Bennett, uh, brother of our newly acquired tight end Martellus Bennett. Uh, the battle of the Bennett brothers. Who's coming out on top in that one? Because you know they're they're going to use Martellus uh, on that right side to kind of to kind of chip on Michael every now and then uh, to help out in pass defense, uh, probably even a little bit of run uh, run uh, in, in the running game. I guess you would say. Yeah, um, and
2: uh, that's something I wanted to touch on too. Talking about Seattle's defensive front versus our offensive line. We acquired two tight ends in the offseason in Bennett and Lance Kendricks that are far better blockers than any tight ends we've had in Green Bay in years. So I yeah. think we will see more two tight end sets in this game than we did all preseason. So we didn't really see it in the preseason. They didn't really break it out much, you know, of course, because we didn't really see the starters much. But I think um, that's going to be something that can also help neutralize that pass rush because, especially if they get off even three or four good runs from a two-tight-end set, Mm -hmm. the defense is not going to be able to play as aggressive. Yeah, and that's what we want. uh, Yeah, and even with those tight ends, you were talking about how they can chip. Those chips turn into routes, oftentimes hot reads and quick routes, but they still move the chains, they still work, they still make a defense, get off their toes a little bit, and start backing up onto their heels a little bit more takes a lot of that aggression out
1: <clears throat> yeah the running game is gonna play a big part in this game for sure as it always does in any game if you can if you can keep the defense guessing on whether or not you're gonna run or pass you you really hold your own destiny in your own hands uh, if you can't run the ball then the defense knows you can't run the ball then they're not worried about it and they're just gunning after your quarterback uh, so the running game will play a big part in in this game you got Ty Montgomery. With a lot to prove, he's trying to shake that wide receiver tag, um, and of course you got the three rookies. Uh, who who knows how much playing time those guys are going to see? But uh, out of out of the four running backs that we have on the roster, uh, which running back do you feel will have the biggest impact for the Packers in this game?
2: I still think it's going to be Montgomery. Um, Mike McCarthy came out and officially, you know, once again officially named Ty Montgomery the starter. They expect a lot of big things out of him, and he even received quite the re-endorsement from our old nemesis Adrian Peterson. He yeah. worked out with his friend Melvin Gordon, who introduced him to Peterson over the summer, uh, training as a running back. And you know, Peterson's quote for Montgomery was, "You know, really good." You know, and Peterson, according to Montgomery, really really ran him down and really tested his mental and physical ability because Peterson's a monster. I mean, there's no way around <laughs> that. But as Peterson said, he, you know, I think he was impressed. He quoted as saying, I see why he's able to come in for Green Bay from the receiver position and have the type of season that he had, so I expect big things from him. They're good at the running back position in Green Bay. I think if Adrian Peterson says you're good at a position, I, I think that says quite a bit for the talent you have and the confidence he has in, you know, the young guy in Montgomery.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's a ringing endorsement if I've ever heard one, uh, especially from a guy like Adrian Peterson. And I I have to tend to agree. I think Ty Montgomery um, can play a big role in this game. I, I do... I think they'll... I think we'll see a little bit of Jamal Williams, but I don't yeah. think we'll see much from the other two guys. But who knows? I mean, like I said, I don't I don't know shit about this running back group yeah, I mean, right now.
2: And McCarthy has said, both on offense and defense, he wants to feature a lot of different players this year. So to me, I'm hoping that that means we're going to see a lot of the more creative packages and formations and different things come back that we used to see from McCarthy as opposed to three receivers and a back. Over and over and over. Because yeah. we have too many weapons to just come out and 11 personnel every snap now.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, hang on just a second. Um, uh, I'm going to do this on the air so I can publicly shame somebody. Shame them. I believe... I believe that Kelsey is in there. Let's go look. I believe that Kelsey's in here on her phone running up the internet because you keep breaking in and out.
2: Well, see, I, I lost you a few times here and there.
1: No, she's asleep.
2: <laughs> no shame.
1: No shame. Okay. My bad. Let's get back to the game. Let me go back <laughs> All breaking right. in and out here on the feed. I don't think it's going to come off that way uh, on the show, but that's how it's coming off. Yeah, on, uh, coming through to me, but uh, but um, let's get this. Back yeah, I
2: uh, see. Staying with the running game. I Sorry, folks, are, if I've sounded I distracted, I am. I'm, <laughs> Ty sounds you like know, but, he's
1: on a, a shitty phone service right now. But go
2: ahead. But, uh, well, you know what? I lost you a few times, so it's not just me. But um. <laughs> You know, to stay with the running game and stay with Montgomery, I think that I'm I'm not sure if he's going to do the majority of his damage from just the run or if it's going to be more of an even split towards run and pass because, as we've spoken about before and we just talked about with more creative formations, both Lance Kendricks and Martellus Bennett provide the Packers with more options as well as Montgomery because they could come out in – A two tight end set with a running back or even a one tight end with two receivers and whatnot. And those sets with the talents of Montgomery and both tight ends, that could turn into a three receiver set. That could turn into five wide really, really easily. Motion and guys around. They have the ability to take and put this personnel on the field that give them so much more options and they can go straight into that no huddle and show you a different look every snap from a different formation with a different grouping and all the same personnel.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's I'm really excited to see how the Packers use the weapons that they have this year. I hope they get really creative. I think we're going to see some some creative stuff in this first game and um uh, you know, it kind of it kind of takes us cuz I do think Montgomery is going to play a big role out of the backfield in the passing game. We've talked about that a number of times. I feel like if they use him the way that the Patriots use James White oh, up in New England, I think he, he can do some real damage there. Um, but outside of Montgomery, looking to uh, probably the marquee matchup of this game, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers wide receivers – Going head to head with the Legion of Boom. Now, last year Rodgers got the best of them right off the bat. Um, although, really didn't we didn't really see the Legion of Boom last year. I believe was it was it Cam Chancellor or was it Earl Thomas who missed the game um, last year?
2: Last year they yeah. did have Chancellor, but Earl Thomas was out, and Earl Thomas is really their their center fielder, their sideline to sideline guy who helps protect against that deep ball. So how the Packers choose to attack that secondary is going to be, it, it may be the most interesting chess match happening on the field throughout the game.
1: Yeah. Cause last year Rodgers was able to, to kind of pick on uh, the other side of the field, uh, opposite Richard Sherman. He picked on Deshaun shed. Well, uh, we saw him connect early at the very beginning of the game with De- with Devonte Adams. He, uh, he caught Jeremy Lane with the deep ball. So yeah. he, he was pretty much able, without Earl Thomas roaming the backfield, uh, he was really able to just kind of throw away from, you know, Richard Sherman and, and pick on yeah. the, the opposite cornerback. Well, um, how much of an impact do you feel like Earl Thomas's r- return uh, to I the. Uh, to to the Seahawks' backfield, well, how much will that have on Aaron Rodgers? Because, I mean, we've seen in the past, Earl Thomas uh, has, you know, has been a threat to Rodgers in the passing game.
2: I think it's going to make Rodgers a little bit more choosy. He may, um, he may pick his spots a little more, but we're also going to have to see just how the offense operates because we really haven't seen what this offense could truly be at all in the preseason. I think we saw the starters – especially Rodgers and Jordy Nelson and those guys played less in this preseason than we have in really any number of years in the past. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be interesting because I think we're going to see a lot more of Jordy Nelson out of the slot this year, (laughs) much like we did down the stretch in the 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 run-the-table stretch and into the playoffs last year. Um. the question remains whether or not Devontae Adams can replicate and build off of last year which I, I think he's going to and then the further development of guys like Trevor Davis and whether or not Jeff Janis can roll that hype train into the regular season because he looked really good in the preseason yeah and Janis
1: actually scored a, uh, a reverse touchdown yeah uh, against the Seahawks yeah, last year
2: had the rush going there and and yeah, again, Bennett and sweep. Kendricks really bring a lot more to the table because I think they're going to try to attack the middle of the field quite a bit more, especially with Bennett. Uh, you got a healthy Randall Cobb, who I think has been severely underestimated this off season. Mm-hmm. But um, we
1: talked about that last week. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I just it it's just going to be the most interesting matchup for me how Rodgers and the receivers take on and try to attack that Seattle secondary that's the biggest key to this game
1: yeah i think that's uh that's probably matchup number 1 uh you know we talk about Eddie Lacy and and Mike Daniels and the battle of the Bennett brothers and those yeah. are just going to be fun to watch but really the the telltale of this game that's really going to let us know uh, how this you know how this game turns out is is whether is Aaron Rodgers and these wide receivers against Legion of Boom, uh, you know, and that does include the battle in the trenches because if Aaron Rodgers doesn't have time, I mean, geez, go back to the Fail Mary game. How many times was Aaron Rodgers sacked in that oh, game? Oh God, and, and like you know, ten times.
2: Part of that game was. I still look at that game, and it's a tale of two halves because that first half. They just did not run the ball. Mike McCarthy flat out refused to run the ball, and Aaron Rodgers got killed. They came mm-hmm. out in the second half. They started running the ball, and it was like a totally different team. So, I
0: yeah. think it's
2: going to come down to balance. I don't think the running game has to take off, and you know, I don't think Ty Montgomery is going to have to run for 162 yards like he did against Chicago last year. I don't expect that. I don't think that. he's going to have to do that, that at all this year. They just need
1: no. they just need a running back to make make the defense respect the run. Yeah, if, you I mean, that, if, if he can do that, this offense out can run smoothly.
2: I think if Montgomery comes out and averages even four and a half yards a carry, yeah. you know, enough to take some chunks, and which I think he's more than capable of, not yeah. to mention the mismatches he creates in the passing game out of the backfield and things like that. But uh, I think as long as there's some semblance of balance – and the defense even halfway has to respect the run game, that opens up a lot of avenues for this pass game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be the big matchup to keep an eye on uh, in this game. Um, But how will this game turn out? Uh, We've discussed it. I mean, uh, unless you want to get into special teams i don't really you can never really tell with special teams especially uh,
2: this early in the season i mean it's yeah
1: but you never know a game a game like this could come down to a field goal oh yeah and, uh, and i'm Crosby... kind of i'm, I'm kind of feeling like it will you know i'm kind of looking i'm kind of feeling like this is going to be one of those games that's going to be you know, twenty to 16, 20 to seventeen, something like that. It's going to be fairly low scoring. It's good. It's early in the season. The offenses are still trying to figure figure yeah. their shit out at this point. So it's really going to come down to a, it's going to come down to a one or two plays, uh, I think, for this game.
2: Well, in two teams this talented, normally you don't see the blowouts like we did last year. Yeah. Normally these uh, you know two teams with this kind of talent, two teams that are expected to be playoff teams and both with decent odds to go to the Super Bowl, you expect a close game. You don't expect a, a blowout. This is the type of game where you expect it to maybe even be more of a, a defensive, grinded out, comes down to who has the ball last type of game.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm thinking we're going to see. Because like I said, early in the season, the offenses are still... You know they're not at mid season form right now, which, no, is, which is no which is not at all. you know which is why you you can't take too much away from from these early season games you know if the Packers lose you know it's not the end of the world folks no. we don't have to we don't have to fire Mike McCarthy we don't have to fire Dom capers we don't have to trade Aaron rodgers it's week one, and to quote a great man r e l a x relax folks, it's week one, but it should be a good game either way um we are gonna. I'm gonna take a quick break here. I'm gonna refresh this and uh, clear uh, clear the feed on my end. I, it should be fine for you for you guys. You have no you have no idea what I'm talking about right now. But we're gonna take a quick break here. Yeah. Uh, we will be back with our, uh, our our season predictions and the return of stat lines when we return uh, after after a
0: word from our fake sponsors. <laughs> now on first down Wilson. Steps into it, he's picked, intercepted by Burnett. His receiver fell down and Bur- nice momentum swing for them. They start the second half with a ball. Here's a throw. Downfield picked. Intercepted. Back the other way. Randall. As he stepped in. Steve Batterra. Here's one left side. And pass is picked off by Rollins. Goodman ball up here in this game. Second and two. Wilson finds a man, and it's another pick off the chest of Baldwin. Intercepted by Ram. Set up a screen, and here's another pick. Micah Hyde. Fifth of the game.
1: Troy main pulp was All right, target. folks. We are back after some technical difficulties. I swear to God, I, I don't think any other podcast has the technical difficulties and the issues that we have uh, on a friggin' weekly basis. Um, it's it's hey, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> I swear to God, we're we're eventually we're just gonna do this show on on two cans and a ten, uh, and a piece of string. Uh, it, we'll still have technical difficulties doing that. I guarantee you. But we're back, folks. We're still with you. Uh, we got it all situated and cleared up on our end. shouldn't be shouldn't have affected the audio for you guys. So you have no idea what we're talking about. But uh, uh it's a little messy on mine. A little messy. A little messy. Um, but we're back. We're ready to get into it. Uh, the the real main event of this show. Uh, what you've all been waiting for. What we've been waiting for all summer long. Uh, Packers Seahawks stat lines. Um. I'm ready to get into it. I got my stat lines ready. I got my thoughts on how this game's going to go and who's going to make the crucial plays. Who's going to have the standout performances. Who's going to lay the duds. It's the week one edition of Stat Lines. Now, Ty, we went over the matchups. We went over the showdown between Mike Daniels and Eddie Lacy. The battle of the Bennett Brothers. The battle of Aaron Rodgers versus the Legion of Boom, uh, but I'm going to let you go first on uh, this week's edition of Stat Lines to get you warmed up. Uh, we, we've we've cranked up the Delorean, folks. New tires, change of oil, full tank of gas. But we don't, need, we don't no roads needed where we're going. There aren't no, we don't need any roads. So, <laughs> so um, I don't well, know why we spent all the money on the tires. to Be honest with you. But, you know, I guess we got to get up to eighty somehow. Um, all right. I'm oh, yeah. Way off now. But, uh, well, Ty, know. give us your uh, – what, what are your week one stat lines? Packers, Seahawks,
2: how's this game going to go? Who's making the plays? And uh, who's standing out for you? Well, Mike, I'm going to start with the quarterback in this game, as we've talked about. It is the most important position in football. And judging by the pay scale, it's getting even more important every time we turn around. Amen. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out. He's not going to have one of his uh, – signature burner games where he's going to torch an entire defense with Earl Thomas back there, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be efficient. I think he's going to do what he needs to do to win this game, and I think Aaron Rodgers, with some more balance to the offense, goes 28 for 36 for 275 yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions? No interceptions. Interception free. Nothing for the police. He's efficient and he is clean at Lambeau Field. Then I'm going to turn my attention to our guy Ty Montgomery, a guy who I said earlier in the show was not going to have to do (laughs) all of his damage on the ground.
1: Let me guess. Let me guess. Ty Montgomery will have twelve carries for two hundred and forty-seven yards and five touchdowns.
2: Oh, stop it! This isn't the
1: preseason. <laughs> and this a twenty-three
2: the... and a twenty-three
1: yard screen pass. For
2: I'm never gonna live down the 23, 23 <laughs> yard screen pass. Um, no, but this is the real deal now, folks. This is where we get our full game predictions in, not ridiculous four a.m. eighty-yard on three <laughs> carry predictions. That's ridiculous 3 a.m. prediction. Yeah, I think Ty Montgomery is going to go for 90 yards all purpose. That's run and receiving combined with one rushing touchdown. I think he presents uh, some matchup problems, even for the Legion of Boom, as a runner and a receiver, both from the backfield as well as split out wide. So there's mine on Ty Montgomery, and then I have to always do it. I turn to the defense for my last stat line, and I'm turning to Mike Daniels. I'm turning to the, the Super Saiyan of Green Bay himself. He's going to power up in this game. I think Mike Daniels, especially for a 3-4 DM, they may not jump out at you, but these are the stats, and they're pretty damn good. I think Mike Daniels rakes in four tackles in this game total with one sack against Russell Wilson barreling in up the middle through that makeshift offensive line.
1: I like it. I like it. So, your stat lines. Let me get it written down here. Your stat lines for week one. Packers-Seahawks. Aaron Rodgers finishes the game efficiently. 28-36, 275 yards, two touchdowns uh, on the day. Ty Montgomery comes in with 90 yards all-purpose receiving and rushing but he will have one rushing touchdown and of course mike daniels the man beast four total tackles in one sack of russell wilson uh i like those stat lines especially the last one but i'm gonna up you one because my stat lines begin with the man beast as well mike daniels um i see him having a big game uh, maybe it's just uh, all the preseason. How good he looked in the preseason. All the hype in the off season. How much we just love us some Mike Daniels here on the show. But I'm going with three solo tackles, one tackle for a loss, and one and a half sacks for like Mike it. Daniels in this game. Throwing in the half sack it. there. Yeah, I think I think he'll uh, he'll he'll wrap Russell Wilson up, and uh, Nick Perry or Clay Matthews will will come clean it up. Maybe even a Mod Brooks. Maybe even a Mod Brooks. Um. So that's that's I, like I see it. Mike Daniels having a big game. Another guy I see having a big game in his Green Bay debut, Martellus Bennett. Martellus right. Bennett will get the best of his brother in this game, but he not really the best of his brother. I guess he's going to, you know, make most of his damage uh, deep down the field and, and torment the Legion of Boom a little bit. He'll have four receptions, 66 yards and a touchdown for Marty Bennett the Marty Soros Rex. He's going to have a pretty damn good debut for the Green Bay Packers. And I'm going back to the defense because I think this is going to be a primarily dominantly defensive game. Um, and I'm going with the guy who's picked off Russell Wilson a couple of times uh, in his career. I'm going with Ha Ha Clinton Dix, the funny man himself. He'll have two tackles and one interception on this game. Um, so he will be tormenting Russell Wilson along with Mike Daniels. Mike Daniels, three solo tackles, one tackle for a loss, one and a half sacks. Haha, Clinton Dix, two tackles, one interception, and uh, Martellus Bennett, four receptions, sixty-six yards, and a touchdown. So uh, those are your stat lines for Week One, Packers Seahawks.
2: I like. Let's it. get ready, I, Lambeau Field. I like those Bennett numbers a lot, a whole lot. Yeah, I see
1: him. I see him with uh, at least one big play down down the seam. Uh, at least a twenty thirty yarder, possibly, and uh, I, I see the touchdown coming. Probably uh, spread him out wide, throw him, you know, throw him a fade to the end zone or something where he can just, you know, t- tower over a guy. I don't know if he'll tower over Richard Sherman, but yeah. put him out there against uh, you know and, one of the uh, one of the other cornerbacks. I think he'll have. And, a better And you shot.
2: know, I, we may see him get matched up on a linebacker like we saw with the touchdown in the Washington game. That's always a favorable matchup for Bennett. And I almost went there. I actually had it written down. I was pretty close to what you said. What did you have? This doesn't I actually, count. No, it doesn't count. Have? This is just. This was <laughs> something I decided not to go with. I chose Montgomery stat lines over this. But I actually had Bennett down for five receptions for 40 yards and a touchdown. Hmm. Well,
1: we're both feeling it. We're both yeah. uh, we're both sitting in the Delorean together. We must have seen that uh, must have seen that uh, the same way. So something similar something unfolding similar. there. So those are your stat lines, folks. Um, we will review them next week see how close we came and and who who had the better uh, the better vision of the future, if you will. Um, but we're really gonna we're really gonna warm up the crystal ball and hit the Delorean for this next part. We're gonna go into our uh, our season predictions here. Oh yeah. We're cover the entire nfc uh and then and uh how we'll do this i guess we'll, we'll just cover the nfc who's going to be the top six uh the six seeds going into the playoffs uh out, out of each division in your two wild card and then how do you see the the, the playoffs going for the packers into the super bowl and then we're going to pick our super bowl uh matchup and winner um so we're just going to do this, kind of as the season goes along. We'll, we'll revisit these to see if we still feel confident in our picks, which I'm already a little shaky on a few of these because, you know, the the, the the NFC South is is really up for grabs in anybody's oh, anybody's guess at this point. Um, but Ty, uh, you went first on stat lines. I'll let you go first on your uh, your season predictions.
2: All right, Mike. Um, for the Packers schedule to start there, just to you know get the ball rolling on how it's going to shake out i think Mm -hmm. it's a favorable season i think they've got several um several favorable matchups especially at home and see do you want me to get into the full breakdown or just give you a end of season total
1: just an end-of-season total, Where do you see them? Fin- what seed will they be in the playoffs? Where will they finish in the division? If they even make it to the playoffs. But, I mean, I think I, I would guess that you would have them in the playoffs this year.
2: Well, speaking of the division, I think they've got the, uh, the division locked up. I think they're definitely um, going to be the team to take the North again. I don't think there's – Watch out for those Bears, Mitchell Trubisky. Eh, Mitch can keep driving Mom's van for all I care. <laughs> He's a secret Packers fan. We all saw the tweet. But I think yeah. the Packers lock up that division. And out of the NFC, i like the Packers to take the number one seed this year. Hmm. I think this is a, a promising year. I think there's a lot of talent that's been added in the offseason. And I think the Packers finish tying um, a couple of Brett Favre's old seasons at 13-3 and three this year. Oh.
0: Very Call me bold. overly
2: optimistic. I mean, I may be, but I just I really like a lot of the matchups we have.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like Aaron Rodgers against anybody. Uh, it's just the rest of the team I'm worried about. Uh,
2: you know, I mean, and, I think... and
1: injuries. You know, you know, you can never. Yeah, <laughs> you but never. I mean, injuries, right now
2: but... we're we're o and o and taking the team where we are right now. I like what I see, and I like what I see out of this schedule. I think thirteen and three is very doable for this team. Yeah. But I think, I think, think that's it. uh I think that's plenty to get them the number 1 seed in the playoffs. And moving away from the north and heading out east. I may surprise a few people here, but I actually like the Giants to take the NFC East by a thin margin, mind you, but I think they will. I think at some point or another, Ezekiel Elliott is going to miss six games this season. I don't know if it'll be midseason. I don't know if it'll be late in the season. It depends on how long they want to drag it out in court. But I think he <laughs> misses those six games at some point, And I think that six-game stretch, the Cowboys are going to hit a few stumbling blocks without their primary runner. I don't know if Dak can handle the whole game on his shoulders without Elliot as his backfield partner. That remains to be seen. So I think the Giants are coming out of the east. Um out of the south. Good God. I mean whew. like you said, it is so <laughs> It's a who's who. absolutely bonkers. But honestly I, I think this may be the last hurrah for Drew Brees and Sean Payton in New Orleans. I think they're going to try to make the most they can of the season. They have a stacked running back group, so I think we're going to see the Saints run the ball more this year than we have any time in the recent past. I think the C- the Saints are going to squeak out and take that division, but just barely over the Buccaneers, who I think make um for a wild card spot. Hmm. I
1: was, I was almost with you there on the Saints. I like their uh, I think they'll be much much better this year
2: Yeah and, and to back up to the east I do see the Cowboys taking the other wild card I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs but I think they'll take the other wild card with the Giants winning that division and then uh, heading out west where all the teams in that division are actually out west now since the Rams play in LA <laughs> it pains me to say it but I think the Seahawks take it, and I think they actually take the number two seed in the NFC to get that other bye.
1: I like it. I think we're we're close on that. Who do you have? Where do you see? Where do you have the Packers going in the playoffs once they get there? What's your Super Bowl matchup? Who's your Super Bowl champion when 2017 is all said and done?
2: Well, Aaron Rodgers has talked a lot about it. Mike McCarthy's talked a lot about it. Ted Thompson's talked a lot about it. Everybody's talked a lot about it. Home field advantage is something the Packers have lacked for a while. It's something they yeah. need, something they would really like to enjoy in the playoffs. And I think that week of rest really helps because, it, you know, at that point everybody's banged up. Nobody's fully healthy after a whole season. But I think the Packers are going to – enjoy that rest. I think they're going to enjoy home field, and I think the NFC Championship game will come down to Packers-Seahawks at Lambeau Field, and I think the Packers take care of the Seahawks for a second time, going to the Super Bowl, where the New England Patriots will inevitably await them ready to go for that Lombardi trophy in a rematch of Super Bowl 31, which the Packers come out by a touchdown victory. Tom Brady has not defeated Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think this will be the year for it either.
1: Hmm. Very optimistic outlook. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, but I mean,
1: it's not it's it's not the clouds or anything. I mean, it's no. Very... I mean,
2: I'm I'm not here to just say they're going to lose. Yeah. But I mean, I i still think it may be optimistic, but I still I still think it's in the realm of reality. Well, as you typically
1: are, the feather to my spike, I have to bring people down. I have to bring you guys down a little bit here with my predictions. I think the Packers will have a good season. Uh, I think they'll win the NFC North. I think they'll finish the season at 11-5. That's respectable. Uh, I think, yeah, I think they'll be the the number three seed. I think they'll be the number three seed behind uh, the Giants. I think the Giants are actually going to be the number one seed this year. I really Ooh. like them. Their defense is great. Uh, their Their offense, you know, if Eli Manning can just tone it down and not screw things up too much, he's got a lot of weapons to play with. Uh, they drafted Evan Ingram. Tight Run. end, who I think is really going to have a, a, an effect on Eli Manning, because you know how Eli loves his tight ends. Wink, we, wink, Dustin we, Brown. <laughs> yeah.
2: And we know playoff Eli. We've talked yeah. about playoff Eli on this show. Yeah, so I like I like the Giants to
1: go thirteen and three, get the to get the number one seed. Wow. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, I like them to get the second seed at eleven and five. Uh, and I think that tiebreaker, if gives you any hint, I think Seattle might best the Packers. I think it just depends. You know, it, it just depends. They might best the Packers here in week one. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Then I got the Packers as the three seed at 11 and 5. Uh, and then for the South, in the NFC South, I like the Carolina Panthers. I think Cam Newton's set for a bounce back year. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to light this league on fire. I wish I we would have been able that. to draft this guy. Uh, I think their defense is going to have a real bounce back with Luke Keekley coming back healthy. I just really like the Packers I, or the Panthers. I got a really good feeling about the Panthers having a bounce back year uh, after after a down Super Bowl hangover last year. And then for my two wildcard teams, I, I do got the Cowboys. I think they'll uh, they'll make it eleven and five. They'll be the fifth seed, um, and I think the Arizona Cardinals oh, are okay. set for a bounce back year. Uh, Ten and six. Uh, I think there's just too much talent. I think Bruce Arians is just too good of a quarter or uh, too good of a coach, um, and uh, I, I, I like what I've seen uh, out of Arizona. So I think Arizona will be the sixth seed, and I think the Packers will make it through Wild Card Weekend. I think they'll play the Cardinals. I think they'll get a little playoff revenge against the Cardinals in Lambeau right. Field. This won't be in Arizona for the first time, and, and God knows how long. It seems like yeah. every time they play Arizona, it's in Arizona. Um, so the Packers will beat the Cardinals, but I, I think they will. Uh, this is where this is where I have. I think they'll make it to the NFC Championship again this year, but I think they'll fall just short to the Dallas Cowboys. Oh God! I don't know you why. I know. That. <laughs> oh, you did it! Oh, my heart hurts. I feel like the Cowboys are just such a good team that they've 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 just. I don't know what it is. I feel like the Cowboys are just gonna be that team this year that they they had their hearts broken last year. They're gonna they're they're gonna have to overcome some things this year with the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. I I just I just see the Cowboys making it all the way to the Super Bowl this year. I, I think I think that's you know, you talked about the uh seven years of tribulations a couple weeks ago <laughs> oh no i think it begins this year with the cowboys it's going to come down in the super bowl i don't think the patriots will make it to the super bowl i'm going to go on a limb here i think kansas city is due well. to make a make a real playoff run i think their defense is good i think they got uh i think they got a lot of solid players i think if patrick mahomes comes in i think uh, that'll be interesting but i, I think was, alex
2: go I ahead i was just about to ask you if it was going to be on the arm of Alex Smith or on the arm of Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes can flat-out bomb it.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it'll have to be on the arm of either one. I think if – I think I just – I like the Chiefs' defense. Yeah. I really yeah, like the defense. there's a lot to like there. And I really like Tyreek Hill. I think – I don't know. I just feel like they're another one of those teams that's always been on the bubble and it's just – They've never gotten over that hump. I think this could be the year they get over that hump. So I think we see a Chiefs-Cowboys Super Bowl, and God,
2: I guess I don't know, man. I just feel like if it's gonna, if it's not gonna be New England out of the AFC, I think it'll be Oakland. That would be my only thing that I would really change there. I just, I feel like Oakland is so talented, and they just keep knocking on the door. Oakland's still too young, though. I think Oakland's got a got they got to go through
1: some. So they got to win a playoff game first. You think Dallas isn't too young? Yeah, but they got the they got a they got the offensive line. They've got the the playoff experience that Oakland doesn't have. Um,
2: yeah, but Oakland has beast mode now.
1: Yeah, but what 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 is Marshawn? Like? I mean, his last year in the league, he did nothing. You know? I don't know, man. But he, he was wasn't really running behind
2: anymore. that Seattle offensive line.
1: Yeah, but he's he's also was out a year. He's not, you know, he's who knows what you're getting with Marshawn Lynch. I know he's a big name. He's it's, it's a big thing, but you know, I, I I don't know what to think about that quite yet. And I think I think Oakland's defense is not that good outside of Cleo Mack. I'll just say it. Yeah. So, I think I think Oakland's a little overhyped coming in this year. Uh Kansas City's the especially in the AFC West, they're my team. I think can cuz Kansas City beat their ass twice last year. Uh the Raiders. Uh, I give you that. So I, I just think it's going to come down. I think this is the Chiefs' year. They finally take this, that next step. And um, I, if I'm going to pick a Super Bowl winner, I guess I'll go with Kansas City. Just because oh, I'd much
2: rather you go with Kansas City <laughs> over Dallas. Just because, <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ,
1: fuck the Cowboys. So um, <sighs> <laughs> that was rough, wasn't it? You were real high. You were real excited. You know you're. Like I said, the feather to my spike. I'm just. I think the Packers. I think next year is the year the Packers Man, really make was, that run. Was I think like you
2: force-fed me a handful of downers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I just think the Packers are are one year away. I, I just. i for some reason I just feel like they're they're a year away from from really being that. From what you see them as the 13 and three, 14 and two, Super Bowl run that I think they got in them. I just think.
2: I think the secondary. I don't know. I just, just see. I I just feel like they they hit their their stumbles early. I think I'll give you the three losses that I, I've predicted. I think it'll be at Atlanta. Yeah, that's going to be a hostile environment over a new stadium. I think it it gags me to say it. I think it'll be at Dallas. Yeah. And then I think they lose a close one by a field goal to Minnesota on the road on October 15th, and I think that's their last loss of the season. I think that secondary develops just enough as the season goes on to complement that front seven, just enough to keep them respectable. And I think this offense evolves continually as the season goes on and gets even more dangerous as the season wears on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. Try, I'm not
2: too down on them.
1: I, I have them yeah. going to the NFC Championship game again. But I, I know the secondary
2: like, is the big one for you. Yeah,
1: the secondary and uh, I just, we've got a lot of football to play before oh, we yeah. get to that point. But I, it's for, as of right now, how I see it, I still feel like the Packers are, are, are still a, a year away from being that, that Super Bowl champion team again.
2: Um, you just hate to see any more of Aaron Rodgers' career go without them getting there. You know.
1: Yeah, if I mean trust me, if if,
2: <laughs> if I had my way, they'd be there. They'd win it every year. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just I just don't want to see happen to Aaron Rodgers. What happened with Brett Favre with bad free agency moves and a severe lack of free agency moves, a uh, a real lack of putting any kind of real talent around Favre for several years. Because that happened. Yeah. I mean they let some of those players get too old and held on to him too long. They didn't really get him much talent for several years. Granted, he, he lost some games. I'm not going to shy away from that. Favre shot himself in the team in the foot on more than one occasion, but there are also times that he just did not have anything around him, and we've seen that in a great chunk of Aaron Rodgers' career, where there have been a few seasons where I think if Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback of this team, they do no better than six and 10. That, that could be every year. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's also true, but it's just, I think they it could have, have been last year, some Pete, you know, it definitely would have been last year. I just think they have some pieces in place this year. I think they have the necessary pieces. I think they've brought in the right veterans that defense because Tremon Williams used to say it and he said it several times there was not enough veteran presence on that defense they were so yeah. young every single year but I think now you've got Clay Matthews who appears to be healthy and hopefully he can stay healthy because this team is a better team with him on the field and healthy and I think having Ahmad Brooks there adds a whole lot I think having Quentin Dial there adds a lot Mike Daniels who we expect to have a monster year, adds so much. Morgan Burnett. I think the continued evolution of HaHa, I think the fact that they bring Devon House back is going to do more than people expect it to do, even if he doesn't have some monster year. But his ability to teach some of these younger guys, maybe, especially Kevin King, his ability to be a veteran presence there, a lot like Charles Woodson used to be, like Tremont Williams used to be. Like Sam Shields was for a short time until that unfortunate end to his career, I think they've added just enough of a veteran presence to come in here and make that difference.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: you're talking to me off the ledge a little bit here. But... I mean, as well as the, you know, Martellus Bennett addition, I mean, you got that. That adds a, tight, a dynamic to the tight end position that we haven't seen since Finley, and he wasn't even that good of a blocker.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. I mean there's
2: there's there's plenty to be optimistic about. I'm just uh But I mean I'm I'm every NFL fan right now, except for Browns fans. Everybody's <laughs> optimistic right now. Well Except you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I'm just I'm tempering expectations at this point.
2: Well and and don't don't get me wrong. I try not to have these as expectations because expectations let you down every time. I mean, they do. This is, this is more fun for me just to try to predict things that I hope will happen. It's like how I fill out 10 brackets every year for the NCAA tournament and inevitably (laughs) nine out of the 10 of them is going to feature Kentucky winning it all. So yeah, it's, it's all in fun.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's, Sorry, folks, if any of you are out there about to hang yourself in the barn or in the closet or about to slit your wrist, don't, it's okay. Ty, Ty's, it's... <laughs> I'm here for you. Yeah, Ty's here for you. It's okay. It's, uh, we're, we're gonna be fine. Uh, the Cowboys will not make it to the Super Bowl. I, I'm just... Just, uh, you know,
2: <laughs> hit me up on Twitter, at TitletownTy, I'll talk you down off that cheese-shaped yeah. ledge, and, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll enjoy the season together. That's all it's about. Just enjoy the season as it goes.
1: Yeah, we'll just all have fun, you know. Yeah. If the, if the Packers go four and twelve, hey, it's just fun to watch football. I don't know. I don't uh, think I'm going to
2: have fun then. <laughs> That's almost too much for me to handle.
1: Then we're just going to hold hands and take that step off the ledge. <laughs> then I'll just uh, be
2: praying for college basketball. <laughs> Let's not even go there.
1: All right. All right. Well, uh, if you need some cheering up after. After my gloom and doom outlook, apparently, uh, go to the Pack to the Future website. Pack to the Articles, podcasts, uh, anything and everything you're going to need throughout the regular season. Check it out. Awesome, awesome stuff on Pack to the Hit us up on Twitter at Blue Cheese Radio, at Radiation Mike, at Titletown Tie. Um, hit me up and convince me as to why the Packers will win the Super Bowl this year and why the Cowboys will uh, inevitably continue to suck ass and not win a playoff game. Um, Facebook.com slash BlueCheeseRadio. You will find out when the show drops uh, on Facebook first. iTunes, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, Help get us out there to the fine, fine Packers fans looking for a, uh, well, I guess in tonight's case, a depressing... Podcast, but usually we're we're, uh, we're pretty upbeat about things. I am, at least. Um, and the Blue Cheese Mailbag, open for business. Ask bluecheese at gmail.com. Send your questions. We'll answer them on the air. Um, Ty, anything else you want to say before we get off to uh, Packers-Seahawks this Sunday uh, to kick off the regular season? Ty, I believe you're on mute again.
2: Well, I'm gonna hit you with my best Dragon Ball Z narrator voice. It's late. Give me a break on the mute button. <laughs> <sighs> Can't handle it. But uh it's been a long day.
1: <clears throat> yes it has. Dragon, dragon,
2: Everybody tune dragon, in this Sunday. The clash dragon, of Super Saiyan Lady Field next time Pack All
0: Season. Dragon 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 Ball Season. Dragon, fight the dragon, come, cock, come, cock, get it <laughs>